Hello and welcome to the Hollywood Critics Association's Foundation After Show. Each week on this show, we will discuss the latest episode of the Apple TV Plus series based on the beloved science fiction novels of the same name by author Isaac Asimov. I'm Jamie Philbrick, entertainment journalist and critic for We Live Entertainment and a member of the Hollywood Critics Association. We have a great show for you tonight. We will be having a spoiler-filled discussion of the latest episode of the series, which just dropped tonight, and it is entitled Barbarians at the Gate. But as always, I am joined by my two co-hosts, Yale Teagle and Nikki Fowler. Hey, guys! Hello. Hi. How are you doing tonight? Are you excited to discuss another great episode? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive right in. Uh, so quick recap of this week. Um, this was actually the first episode in this series, in the television series, that uh, picks up pretty much right after um, the previous episode. Uh, the current day is worried that Selden's prophecy might actually be coming true. Uh, while Salvor and the Foundation fight off an attack and ready for the crisis to come. And in, uh, I guess, it, mm, I want to call it an end credit scene. It wasn't quite an end credit scene. It was still the very end of the episode. But Gail is found alive. So uh, a lot to unpack there, a lot to talk about. Uh, Nikki, let me start with you. Uh, just sort of your reactions to this episode. Um, I thought, again, the introduction to new characters, I'm all over it. From uh, this, you know, Zypher Opal uh, dying and um, try, trying to figure out who her successor will be and, um, you know, diving into uh, Brother Day uh, a little bit more on his, uh, you know, idiosyncrasies. He's just not, you know, shaping up to be a true clone. <laughs> so it's very interesting to see, um, you know, a little bit about that. And, um, yeah, a little bit of um, Brother... Brother... Uh, no, that was Brother Dawn. So Brother Days, uh, more of this temper coming out, um, more, uh, you know, just uh, a great performance by Lee Pace again in this episode. Um, giving He's giving people heart attacks. So, you know, it's <laughs> a little bit more action that we've, than we've seen in uh, some of the past episodes with the Anacreans uh, now uh, trying to take hold of uh, Terminus. So um, definitely all in it. <laughs> I'm still, uh, you know, dedicated to the series. I'm loving all of it. Uh, yeah, we really were moving forward in this episode, I felt, in a big way, uh, both for uh, sort of allowing the audience to get an idea of where this story is actually going this season, as well as really at a quick pace, uh, kind of moving forward. Um, what were your thoughts on this week's episode? Yeah, I really loved this week's episode. Um, it gave me uh, a lot of things I wanted to see and a lot of questions were answered, which as we know, I very much like answers. Um, I uh, really enjoy this whole new thing with, with Salver and like, what is she? Who is she? Why is she special? What makes her special? I'm 100% here for that storyline. Um, I think the like, political side of the empire I lost kind of uh, interest in, but I still am interested in the clones and their personal lives. The new brother, um, 
Dawn is fascinating to me. Um, and I'm really excited to see where that goes. The I like made lots of notes about this Lee Pace scene with the physical touch and what that means. I am so here to find out that. And when that got interrupted, I was like, no, 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 no. Go back to that because that was fascinating. Um, I And I really like that um, we have the after effects of the, the Starbridge collapse, which like was a big deal in the beginning. And then it almost felt like we kind of forgot about it for a couple episodes. So to come back and be like, no, this is still affecting what's happening. I am so into this. Um, I have a new prediction about what the little boy is and I will hold on to it for predictions. Um, but I really, really like this episode. I agree. Um, oh, wow. There's so much to unpack from what you just said. Uh, let's start with what you said about the um, uh, the Empire intrigue and kind of uh, waning interest in it. I, I sort of know what you mean. Um, that was sort of what I really caught on to in the first episode uh, and, and, and certainly enjoyed at the beginning of the last episode seeing, um, you know, sort of the process of, uh, of you know, uh, dusk leaving becoming darkness and, and dawn being born that was super interesting but i think for me once we got on termerus and really started to find out what was going on there um which obviously there's a lot more we get about that in this episode for sure um but really getting to see salvor in the last episode uh yeah that's kind of where my i'm not that i'm not still interested in the clones and how the empire you know will come back, weave its way back into the story. Um, but I agree with you. Yeah. I, I, th I think it's because the Termerus story is so strong at this point. I think that's why uh, we may have lost some interest in the empire. And Nikki, let me throw it to you and see, well, what do you think about that statement? Do you think that that might be true a little bit? Um, I started to feel that way a little bit as well. Um, and then when this episode started with this, you know, introduction to, you know, someone dying, this uh, Zephyr Opal, and this clearly um, th there's someone that's a threat to the Imperial Kingdom. And so that just added a new layer to for me. And then the fact that we're bringing in more female actresses, I thought that was amazing, uh, or characters. Um, so yeah, I want to see how is this empire going to crumble if it is going to crumble and, you know, all of those dynamics. So I, 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 my interest, you know, came back. Uh, when I saw that. Came back to the empire. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I, yeah. yeah. This threat to the empire. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with the threats to the empire. I'm fascinated by the, the clones. Like that still fascinates me. What's going on with them, what they can and can't do, what, what can be done to them and what can't be done to them. I'm into that and, and who they are to each other and, and their fight for power. But this new external threat, I think it's because we keep hearing about places and people from other places. And I'm like, I don't know that. I don't know them and I don't know what they want. And and like, yeah, of course they're fighting for the throne. That's what people do when there's an empire. Like, you know, that's what happens. So I I would it I would care about the clones and what's happening with them. And I care about what's happening with Salvor and this planet. And I'd like to limit it there for these storylines. <laughs> 
Well, what's interesting too is is in this episode, there's two there's two timelines, uh, and we're to believe that they're pretty close, but I'm starting to wonder if maybe they're off by a couple of years um, to the degree where maybe uh, with the foundation and everyone on Termer saying, well, we, we've got to contact the empire. We've got to talk to the empire. What if there's not an empire anymore? And what if they don't know? Oh. And what if the, uh, the other planet of people that are attacking, and we'll get into that a little bit in a second, what if they do know? Um, so there just seems to be something there that I'm waiting for, like a sort of another shoe to drop, kind of more information. I, I feel like there's a misdirect that's happening there. Nikki, am I maybe onto something? Is there a misdirect I'm seeing? Um, I think so. Um, there, you know, they did lose communication with the Imperial Kingdom and, uh, you know, with just the Anacreans coming over. Um, yeah, I mean, Asimov's work is, you know, about empires falling. So I feel that we're definitely just going to see more of the empire portion. It, I, it should get more interesting. A lot of this, um, there are similarities to the book. Um, so I, I, you know, I think there's more to come with that. Yeah. Um, now, now uh, before we jump into sort of that part of this the, the, of this episode with everything on Termares. Um Yell, you brought up uh, something interesting that I want to sort of dissect a little bit, which is this thing that was happening with, uh, I guess, uh, the new brother, or I guess it was brother Dawn before he really became Day, and then now that he's Day, uh, with the force field around him. Um, I was a little confused by that. I was, I mean, we, we, started, we saw him jump from the window, and I, I, I didn't know that that was going to happen. And then of course we got a little bit more of that um, uh, in, in that other scene. So uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on that? And what do you think is going on there and, and, and the overall uh, importance of it to the story moving forward? Yeah, those are great questions. I, I uh, interpret it as something that these clones have that, that keeps them safe um, but also keeps them at a distance from people, keeps them separate. Um, and I find that so interesting. And I would like to know uh, about the the brother, which of the brother that jumped because was that brother aware that that was going to happen? Because it did not mm. seem like it. It seemed like one of these brothers was trying to end himself. And I am fascinated to know why and how one continues to live after that knowing that you cannot hurt yourself. Uh, there's there are so many questions that come with something like that. Um, I did very much, and I'm going to say it again, enjoy the scene with Lee Pace and his lady friend. I think that was wonderful. And it, it feels like this show, you know, Nikki, you mentioned that in the books there isn't romance. Um, and so it seems like this show is trying to, in at least once an episode, give us something. And um, that was not enough, please. So <laughs> I would, I'd like more, please. Thank you. You know, it's interesting you say that because there has been a sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, I'll say a sexy scene in every episode. Uh, at, at least since the second, yeah, only one maybe. Um, although I think this one may have had two. Because there was also something with Salvor, if I'm remembering correctly. Salvor, yeah. and then we have um, right. um, um, 
brother Day and uh, his right. friend. <laughs> they were interrupted, so it only counts as one. Oh, okay. that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Nikki, let me throw it to you, and and, and just on this subject, um, and I. Since you you've read the the books, you have inside information. We don't. Uh, do you know something about this force field that uh, Yell and I are trying to figure out? Well, the clones the, aren't in oh, the, book. the book. I'm always forgetting the clones aren't in the books. Yeah. Oh not. my gosh. So we don't. So well, what are you? What's your guess then about where they're going with that? You know, um, just with brother Don testing the waters, clearly he's malfunctioning. He's just not cloning correct. And, you know, he's glitching out and he's just testing the waters. Um, you know, it, it, it could be um, something that just kind of keeps him in line. I don't know if that has to do with Demerzel. Uh, and, you know, mm. so, yeah, but there's you know definitely something to it but not sure. Well, that's two weeks in a row now that I forgot the clones aren't in the books. So that just shows you, A, that I didn't read the books, and B, how important these clones are to this show and how much we are starting to really enjoy them as characters and uh, and, and especially the performance from Lee Pace. Um, well, let's talk about Termares, what's going on there, uh, Salvor, um, this crisis that's happening. Um, you know, some really interesting character stuff to, with Salvor fighting with uh, even her parents at some points and other members of the foundation. Um, it really seems like she knows something, right? Like w whether she knows, actually knows something or there's something sort of, uh, you know, inside her, but she seems to really um, have something that the foundation need, you know, they need to start trusting her a little bit more. I think. Yeah. What were your thoughts on all that? Yeah. I think, um, Salvor's, uh, gifts are fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I want to know more about this. I know she wants to know more about this. I'm into it. Um, I think it's so interesting that she has these gifts and is special. Um, I will say somebody commented on, our first episode video and said some interesting things about uh, about the story. And I'm going to bring it up here because I don't know if yeah. it's a spoiler from the books or if it's your prediction and theories, but there was something so interesting that stuck with me and now I'm, I'm on it. So they'd said that Harry's idea was that the foundation needs to be built without um, someone who can read the, the, the magic math um, and can read the future so that there isn't someone there guiding them and, and adjusting it. And I find that so interesting because we now have Salvor who kind of has abilities and could manipulate things. And I wonder how much, you know, this episode asks the question, what if you are Selden's plan? And I think that that's so fascinating because what if she is what if this has always been it um well so, yes, yeah. i mean a, a character actually says that in this episode and this is a right. question that you know we sort of posed last week and and, and you know and, and i said that i was going to ask each week is selden's plan is this the plan uh and and nikki i'll throw it to you what do you think uh is salvor part of selden's plan you know, she could be, I don't know, but there's just too many mentions on her having these instincts and uh, this repeated luck that I believe her, her father mentioned, repeated luck isn't luck. You know, she's got these abilities. So, um, you know, he, he planned and, you know, he saw the future. So 
you know, I, I have a feeling that, you know, she definitely is part of the plan, maybe. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't be a very good series if she wasn't. I think that that, that really that needs to kind of tie together there. Um, and uh, so that's that that's interesting. Um, yeah, a lot of really interesting stuff going on with her in this episode. I want to also ask about her connection to the vault. And now I'm going to throw up a photo here because clearly she has a connection to the vault. I mean, I think that the visions she's seeing are the vault communicating with her um mm. it's even sort of hinted at that in the episode i think someone says that that might be the case uh so uh, nikki let me throw it back to you what are your thoughts on that do you think that she is in some way communicating with the vault is the vault helping um you know it's just strikingly different from the book where the vault was just non-distinct it was just a part of the encyclopedia galactica you know formation um it, there is a purpose to the vault it has been mentioned in our comments and you know people that read the book do know um i i, I just don't want to spoil it but um yeah so with i believe salvor is going to be some type of su surprise because um his role in the book just didn't go this route um so there's definitely purpose to Salvor. And again, she is the only one that can access it. So there's definitely a connection um, with her and, uh, you know, Harry sent them here. So, you know, right. it, yeah, there's, I feel there's definitely a connection. And then she keeps seeing this little boy who, um, as I, you know, mentioned in the last uh, episode, um, I believe is Raish, you know, um, now mm. running with his knife. Um, this is something, you know, that was uh, spoken a lot about uh, in the book. Raish was, you know, in the uh, district of Dahl and he was running with this knife as a kid and he was carrying knives like throughout, um, you know, his adulthood. Um, Harry mentioned that he was carrying a knife in the university. So I definitely feel this is a connection to Raish. How that's connected to uh, Salvor, not sure, but um, she's definitely an important character moving forward, I believe. I agree. I mean, I would almost say she's probably the lead character moving forward. Uh, of course, Gail is back and we'll get to that in a second. Um, let, let me ask you this, Gail. How do you feel about sort of the depiction of the vault on the show and what we've seen, what we've learned sort of the, you know, it's clearly shrouded in some mystery. And I think there's some reveals slowly coming, but just from a sort of, um, uh, an execution point of view, how do you feel they're doing with that mystery so far in the series? I think it's actually a very clever depiction um, because, you know, when you hear a vault and, and you hear a, a Encyclopedia Galactica, this is not what you picture. This is not what I picture. Um, and so I think it is this big ominous thing in the sky. And I think that's so interesting. And I, uh, I like what they've chosen to do with it. I like that it protects itself. Um, and I'm fascinated to learn more. Yeah. Um, I also really liked seeing Salvor stick up for herself, not only against, and I don't know if I should say stick up for herself, but stick up for her point of view, um, not only just to her parents, but to uh, the whole foundation and that uh, the other kind of leaders of the foundation that we've seen for a while who seem like sort of bureaucrats, right? Um, I liked that scene and, and seeing her sort of um, 
come into her own power in a way and really show that in, in, in a formidable way way in those scenes uh and i just wanted to ask both of you i'll start with nikki uh what, what was sort of your feel i thought it was very lovely very wonderfully acted oh yeah um leia did an amazing job with it i just i still think she's just phenomenal in everything that she's doing in the series um so um yeah and you know in the books you know salvor is uh basically you know, always at odds with this uh, with Lewis. Um, he's from the books as well, and there's this grappling where Salvor wanted to prepare. He wanted to, um, you know, protect um, the foundation and think outside the box of the Encyclopedia Galactica. Lewis had a one track mind, um, so it's really cool to see this kind of dynamic play itself out. Now, the the crisis is slightly different, but um, it's still the same agenda. So. Really, um, really enjoyed that scene. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and, and and not just uh, obviously that scene, but also she has some great action pieces in this episode. Yo, what was it like for you sort of getting to see uh, Salvor both ways as both a strong person and, you know, physically a strong, emotionally strong and physically strong? Yeah, I um, really love the like interrogation scene. That was my uh, my favorite strength of hers. That was my favorite version of her um, because she is so smart and uh, and knows what she's doing and has her gifts. Um, so I really love that. But I also um, loved the the scene where uh, she helps uh, the other woman or takes her through the the um, the gate, the barrier. Right. Yeah. Um, and the way that I, cause I was like, how are you bringing her through? And it was literally, I was like, I wonder if they're going to have to walk to get, and I, they literally did what I was like, Oh yeah, that's it. That's the way to do it. Um, and I thought it was just so uh, fascinating to see. And I, yeah, I really love this character and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Awesome. I think we're all here for it. Um, before we get to predictions and favorite moments, uh, let's talk about Gail. Um, so we don't, she's, she comes back the very end of the episode. Sort of. I think we do see, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sort of. Uh, her pod is opened. She opens her eyes and breathes in some air. And that's about all we get. Uh, we don't know who opened it for her. If it opened on its own, if she's on a planet, if she's still, I would assume not floating through space anymore, but we don't know. Uh, so Nikki, let me ask you, first of all, was it a relief to sort of see her come back at the end of the fourth episode um, after she disappeared at the end of second? And uh, what do you think's going on here? Um, absolutely a relief. I, I was like you, uh, you know, where's Gail? And um, really good to see her. And obviously, I think we're going to see a lot more of her in the future episodes, uh, the next episode, actually. And um, yeah, I'm curious to know how they're going to spin Gail's character. Um, as I mentioned, you know, she kind of, you know, disappears in the books, and she's not really a, a main character. But, um, you know, there, there are a lot of, you know, kind of in the fandom people are kind of you know trying to guess if she's going to have something to do with the second foundation because there you know there is a second foundation uh in the book so um yeah definitely i feel we're gonna see some connection uh to harry and you know yeah 
I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> okay. Okay. You have some inside information. Uh, yell without, uh, let, let me ask you, let me pose the same question to you this way, uh, which is, do you think Gail woke up in the timeline we left her in, or do you think she's now in the current timeline, the timeline of the rest of this episode? Great question, um, because I th I think one of two things. Either um, she woke up in her timeline and we're gonna continue that story, or because Hugo mentions that he is like almost 70 because he has been traveling through cryosleep and that she very possibly is in a different, like not necessarily even in the timeline, we're watching a future timeline. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I think one of those two things. I agree with you because I don't think that that would have been in the story, that character mentioning that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like those things don't just happen. Like that that's in there for a reason. So uh, yeah, I think you might be on to something. And I see Nikki smiling because she knows she knows <laughs> the answer. <laughs> You know everything. <laughs> I know you too. Um, favorite moments, favorite moments. Nikki, let me start with you. Oh, favorite moments. Um, just the the visuals. I'm just so captivated with the visuals. Just when that, I guess it's a Hummercraft. I'm not sure what they're calling it uh, in the series. But with the whatever, you know, not, it was some type of precipitation. Not, I don't know what it was, dust blowing. It was just so incredible. Um, even when Salvor is in the Hummer uh, with um, the Huntress, uh, Farah, you know, holding the gun to her and just those, those visuals were just, you know, just loved all of it. Um, yeah. So again, um, I love it all. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, Yell, your favorite moments of this episode. Uh, it is definitely when Lee Pace's character. Um, I don't even know why I asked. I should have known. Look, here's, I'll add to it. So not just the scene with him and his lady friend, but uh, I wrote down the quote because I thought it was so funny. Um, when Dermazel says, I understand that the Empire has a physical need for intimacy, but the current matter supersedes this need. That was, as much as I hate the interruption, that's, that's how you interrupt is you explain that it supersedes that need. Absolutely. Um, I think for me, it was sort of um, Salvor overall in this episode, uh, you know, really realizing in the moment that like, this is our badass character. This is our hero. This is the person we're going to kind of follow through most of this series. Um, and, you know, I loved like the fight scene when she sort of took them uh, by surprise when, when she's sort of surrounded by them with the bow and arrow. Um, and then just seeing her like stick up for herself against uh, the foundation in those more kind of talky scenes. Uh, I really enjoyed and uh, shout out to the great Clark Peters who plays her father and is one of the great, the great actors of all time. Uh, so it's, it's, it's nice. Uh, it's always nice when he pops up in, in anything, in a movie, you know, in a TV show. Uh, so it's great to see him. Um, we have a couple of minutes left. Let's get some predictions. Uh, Nikki, what are some predictions for next week? And no cheating, real predictions, not what you read. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, I guess, you know, with this whole Anacreon dynamic, 
I feel like we're going to definitely um, just get more answers on on that. And I, I feel that's just going to you know develop further. Um, predictions. Um, well, I'll, I'm just going to go with that. I've been thinking about you know what I mentioned before as far as Gail being a part of the second foundation. So that's a really far off prediction, but I, I feel there's something to that um, since they're building her character uh, into the series. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope that we pick up with Gail. I'd love to get more to, of that answer. Um, and I'd love to continue the story where we are in this episode. Um, but if I have to make a prediction, I'm thinking we're going to kind of jump around a little bit. Uh, you know, we had two episodes that were basically the same timeline in a row. And with this series, I, I'm not going to bet that there's going to be a third in a row, uh, unless that's going to end up being how it the series kind of goes forward through the rest of it. I, I, I'm leaning towards it's going to jump around a little bit more. So I wouldn't mind, depending on where Gail really is in the timeline, uh, I'd love to get some more answers to what's happening there and then maybe jump to another part of this, you know, huge story. And then we'll come back to the crisis and everything, maybe an episode I don't know, five or six or something. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, or six or seven. Um, well, you know, that is all the time we have. I did not uh, oh, get yeah. to predict. Oh, I apologize. You're right. I went I straight went straight to it. Yell, please, please. I apologize. I, I wouldn't usually care, but I have such a big prediction. Well, I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay. So my theory is this, and it's wild. And I, as a reminder, I haven't read the books. So if anyone who's like, yell, you're crazy. I've read the books. Okay. Um, Salvor's power and the, the child that she's seeing, I'm going with Nikki's, yes, it is Raish, but instead of her like seeing, you know, an image of him, she can actually see and communicate with the past. She can communicate with other timelines. And that is how we're going to get Gail back into this timeline is she's going to communicate with her and bring her through. That is my guess. I know it's out there, but that's it. But Nikki's smiling, so I think you're on to something. I think <laughs> unless she's got a really good poker face. <laughs> no, it's a great prediction, and it's a major theme in Asimov's work. Um, you know, like I mentioned last week, um, the mule was brought up in the very beginning of episode one, and this character is someone who can, um, you know, manipulate and kind of see things. So it, it's just a major theme. So Yell is definitely onto something. I wow. think so too. I think so too. I like I that. I, I like the sound of that. No, I I don't know if there's any crazy predictions when it comes to this show. <laughs> oh, but that really is all the time we have uh, for this week. I want to thank my two co-hosts as always. Nikki, let everyone know uh, where they can find your work and 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 follow you. Um, well, you can follow me at Nikki Fowler twenty eight anywhere on social media. Um, I'm at Glitter Magazine as well, and I'm on the Hollywood Critics Association YouTube at times, as well as the International Press Academy. Awesome. Awesome. And Yell, thank you for joining us again. What a great show. Tell everyone where they can follow you and find your work. Yeah, thank you. You can find me everywhere at Yell Teagle. That is Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. -E -E you can find me on this channel, the Hollywood Critics Association YouTube channel on Wednesdays for Hollywood Approved with Kristen Maldonado. You can also find me Sundays on the Fanversation YouTube channel talking Law & Order SVU on our podcast, Law & Order S Review. Um, and just uh, recently, 
recently the second half of the first season of Leverage Redemption came out on IMDb. So you can find the official Leverage Redemption After Show, a very distinctive podcast on Electric Now. So check that out. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and I'm Jamie Philbrick. You can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Philbrook and also at my name on Facebook. Uh, I also co-host the HCA's Pop Council podcast every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Please check it out. And we want to thank you so much for watching. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button, like this video, and tune into the HCA's Foundation After Show every Friday at 12.01 a.m. Pacific time and 3.01 a.m. Eastern time. Until next week, thank you so much, and we'll see you again then.